You're listening to SuperPod, the no-filter MSP show presented by SuperOps.ai, where we go behind the scenes with today's top MSP owners and experts and get to know what they are really doing to evolve their business. Hi, everyone. Welcome to SuperPod, the no-filter MSP show. I'm Arun Pativan, today's host, and I have been struggling to get the right introduction for today's guest. Let me try and give it a shot. He's a serial entrepreneur, a fitness enthusiast, an author, a speaker, a video presenter, and a content producer. It's not over yet. He's a seasoned marketer who used to own a marketing agency and an elder in the tech tribe community. And not to mention, he's also a YouTube sensation. Hope I didn't miss anything else. Glad to have Mark Kaufman from Wisecurve at Superpod. Welcome, Mark. How are you doing today? Hi, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's quite an introduction. And I, I can assure you I'm absolutely not a YouTube superstar. There we go. So let's let's get rid of that one straight away. <laughs> awesome. So let me get into it right away. So you seem to have different flavors of entrepreneurship in your journey, right? What even brought you to the current gig which you're doing, like producing content, writing books, presenting and stuff? And why did you choose MSP as the space? Well, like so many people, you you tend to sort of fall into things, don't you? You don't say 10 years previous, like this is what I'm going to be doing in 10 years time. Very few people are able to predict that and actually make that happen. But so I did, I'll be very honest, I sort of fell into the MSP space. It's about eight or nine years ago now uh, when I was building a business called Customer Thermometer. I was one of the co-founders. It's still a very successful business today. And when we were building this business, it was the world's first one-click feedback survey tool. There's a few more out there now, but we, we certainly were the first. And we built it because of our backgrounds of marketing agencies, myself and, and my business partner. And we thought that was our, that was our niche. And a couple of years into to providing the service, we started to spot these, these IT businesses kept signing up and signing up and signing up. And we thought, well, what is this? You know, what is this industry that, that we've not really previously discovered. And that's where I started to find out about the concept of the managed service provider and the fact that, you know, there are 60 plus thousand of these businesses around the world. And I guess if I'm really honest, I I sort of fell in love with the industry from there. And for the second half of my career with with Customer Thermometer for a good four or five years, that's where I focused my time and, and really started to understand the industry, the sorts of people that are working within it, and also just how I guess how generous people are with their time, how people are, are so happy to collaborate and, and share ideas and so on. And so, yeah, I am building my new business with a number of different components, but I'm, I'm building it around that industry because I see all sorts of needs. But actually, probably more importantly, I just love working in it. Right. right. No, I, I can already feel it. I'm pretty new to the space. And trust me, like we have been discussing with a few of our team as well in our team that this this community is very, very collaborative. As you said, it's close-knit. The ecosystem is very, very giving. I absolutely agree with what you're saying. But I have another question relevant to this. Like, why customer experience? You could have literally done anything in the MSP space, like sales, marketing, tech stacks, anything. But why is customer experience so pivotal to do business here? I think first and foremost, because I'm absolutely passionate about it. You know, as you said in my, my introduction, which was which was way too long. There was too many things in it. But I have owned a couple of marketing agencies. Uh, you know, we used to deal with you know, big FTSE 100 customers here in the UK who 
and it can become very, very demanding. And so I had to learn you know, fairly early on in my career how to say no to people, how to say yes to people, how to fix problems when problems arise, because you know, any business creates problems. It's just that's that's what it is. But it's it's how you fix stuff and how you make it good and how you communicate with customers, which is what's so important. So so I guess I realized I perhaps at the time I didn't realize I was learning so much, but when I exited those businesses or sold those businesses and we started to develop customer thermometer back in 2010, I did it because A, I, I want I saw a need and we wanted to create a, a new product, but actually mainly because we both were passionate about improving customer service. It's so often so bad. You know, we all have those consumer experiences where we just throw our hands up in the air and just like, oh. And you know what? It, it doesn't, it, it's not rocket science, this stuff, as, as you know, I'm sure you know. You know, it, it's, it's quite easy, really. But to, you know, bringing it onto the MSP space, the, the reason I've created, and, and I'm this new sort of set of services, I suppose, and I still really enjoy working with this industry is because so often technicians and MSPs, you know, they're, they're highly trained individuals. Their IQ is off the scale, but their EQ quite often doesn't match. And that is really, really critical for, for an MSP to get the recommendations and, and the referrals that they need to really expand and grow their businesses. And that all stems from technicians at the end of the day those those help desk technicians are at the at the coalface at the front end of of the business they're representing the brand and if they aren't doing the right things and they aren't shown the way this is the important thing and aren't shown the way on on how to do these things they're shown how to do clever things with servers and understand encryption and technology and you name it but they aren't necessarily shown how to deal with customers in the right way. And that is what I aim to achieve. Interesting. I kind of agree on the IQ versus EQ factor, especially given most of the MSPs are tech savvy and they are great problem solvers. And the EQ is something which we need to bring it as a habit. So you would have seen multiple organizations, MSPs and companies and everybody. Like, I want to know like, what are the key habits? Like if you were to pick one or two key habits, MSPs need to perfect in order to get their customer experience in order. Yeah, sure. There are so many. It's, it's, it's hard to sort of pick on one or two, but I'll, I'll give it a go. And I think perhaps the first one I'll, I'll touch on, and, it, and it's, it's woven throughout the online program and books right there. They were stacked up, ready to go. One of the, the biggest themes for me is probably allowing technicians, allowing those help desk teams to kind of be themselves to a certain extent. And I, I talk a lot about the concept of human customer service. And what I mean by that is, is sure, there has to be standard operating procedures. Sure, you know, you have to do things by the book. You have to, you know, use the PSA in the right way. However, for me, those those end users, the people that you know we're supporting as MSPs, they crave interaction with real people. Yes, they want their problems fixed. Yes, they want to get back to work and, and have everything solved, of course. But if you can solve those problems and still be a real human being in the right way and develop the right habits of, of, of allowing your personality to shine through or developing one if it isn't already there, just with some niceties, just to, you know, just to put a smile on people's faces, then that 
is for me is one of the, the, the biggest habits you can possibly develop. And the reason for that, the reason I find this this is so, so important is because when an MSP comes to their, you know, it's coming up to an end of contract or they're on the on the lookout for new business, how is that best arrived at? Well, it's referrals, it's recommendations. And if if end users are saying to the decision makers, look, you know, these guys are great to work with. I love working with them. I'd be, I'd be gutted if, if we didn't renew this contract. Then that that's the end goal, really. And if you just fix problems all day and are efficient, that's one thing. But you probably won't instill the same emotions in those end users as you would do if you were just doing the right things. I have some specifics, but I'll, I'll stop that answer now because I'm just going to talk too, too much because I, I just so believe in this concept. But that for me, human customer service, develop those habits and those, develop those personality traits and you won't go far wrong. That's really interesting, human customer service. And given that we are an AA-first company and it's really, really in, in, important and interesting for me to even understand this, like in this age of automations, AI, bots, emails, and digital first world, how can we be more authentic with customer experience, especially in the MSP space? Like there are tech which saves time versus personalized customer experience, the human experience. How can an MSP adopt or optimize in this new age world with is it one or the other, or can we can both survive together? I think both can survive, and I, and I think it's inevitable. You know, the sort of work that you're doing, and and the, all the other amazing things that are going on out there, AI is going to be a part of our lives, you know, whether we like it or not. It just is, and and that's I think that's a good thing because it will make us potentially anyway more efficient as a, as a race, and you know allow us to do more with our time and 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 so on and so on. So. But there, there is a but, and th- there needs to be a balance. And I, I am starting to see. Look, I'm a consumer, and I, when I'm interacting with people online, whether it be through tickets on the phone, through chat, I guess I'm more attuned to it than most. And I am starting to see some successes when it, because we all have those moments when you fire up a chatbot and it says, "Hi, I'm you know I'm whoever. I'm your automated assistant." Your eyes normally start to roll. And quite often, you just sort of hit the cross button and, and think of another way to try and contact this company. Things are improving. And if those chatbots can start to filter down the initial inquiries, take some simple details, could be an order number, for example. But you know, as an end user, that you very quickly are going to get to a human being who can actually deal with the problem, then I think that's a good balance. But I think the problems come, and, and I say, you know, I see this all the time, is where you have a chatbot, 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 and you, you're trying to interact with it, and it, it just ends in failure. And there is nothing more frustrating than spending, you know, five or ten minutes trying to interact with a machine to get nowhere. <laughs> and that's what put, will put people off that technology. But hopefully, there can be a blend, and we can yeah. we can get that marriage correct, and everybody will win as a result. Exactly. Rightly, no matter what tool we bring in, what no matter what technology brings in, end of the day, if we don't use it right, or it definitely one thing is for sure, the technology or the tool is not going to replace the human interaction or the emotions or the personalized experience we provide. Right? Customer experience, that is very, very important. The tools are going to only make or take the boring out of your work, right? End of the day, we still have to do the interesting part of the work. So that's how we believe in the technology part. So yes, as you said, both will exist, coexist, and it's going to be an interesting times to see how this is going to evolve. 
And I'm going to take a little detour on your other topic, like video content producing speaker and being a presenter, right? And I've seen this pattern as a marketer myself. Audience are getting very impatient nowadays. People are inclined towards visual and listening formats of content. Like how can the MSPs redefine the marketing with this growing sentiment of impatience? If you're listening to SuperPod, the No Filter MSP show, please rate and review us on your favorite podcast platform. It helps us bring more amazing guests, improve discoverability, and more importantly, acts as a push for our team to produce more quality interviews. Tweet or send us a screenshot of your review, and we have a surprise gift coming your way. Just talk me through that again. What do you mean by impatience? In like market? people don't sit and read or even in a website, if like somebody goes into a website, then the amount of time spent on the website is like they skim through it. They don't sit and read everything. They want video content. Even if you see Facebook or Insta, everybody moved from reading to a visual content format. Like the world is changing towards visual content versus reading or writing kind of content, right? This evolution, like the next generation millennials are adopting this. Like, how are we marketing for these kind of formats? I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yes, of course, you know, video is everywhere and rightly so. I guess I don't 100% agree that that's all people want. I don't think that's the case. I think people want the sort of content that they best consume. In fact, I was even, I was talking to my daughter, she's 13, last week. And she was saying, you know, Dad, I, I learn best through video. I sit and I, you know, that's how I sort of breathe it in and get to understand uh, any particular topic. Whereas I know that that's not always the case. And in fact, whilst I love this medium and there's plenty of things I will enjoy watching and, and consume, sometimes I will flick to a transcript just to get to something that I need to. So I, I think I think that the, the textual element is incredibly important too. But from a video perspective, what's key in, in the various ventures that I'm involved in it's about making it as relevant as you possibly can to someone. And I also think generally, well, the bite-sized chunk thing, which has been talked about for years, I think that's very, very important too. You know, don't say something in, in five minutes that you could say in 30 seconds. Or if you have a five-minute, let's say a, a five-minute help piece on a FAQ, maybe that can be broken up into chapters. Maybe it can be split into three different videos. So people haven't got to watch the first three or four minutes to get to the juicy part at four minutes, 30 seconds. But the other thing I would also say is whilst I, I strongly believe stuff needs to be short and, and bite-sized, longer form video absolutely works if people are engaged and they're interested and they're drawn into it. So you, you touched on, you know, one of my other worlds, my fitness venture, we produce workouts, 30 minute workouts twice a week. And, you know, because that just makes sense. 30 minutes is the right length of time. We did a live stream last night and the average watch time for a 30, this was a 30 minute workout was just over 26 minutes, which implied, you know, the majority of people kept watching all the way through. So if you're drawn in as hopefully people are right now, and they're interested in what I have to say in our conversation, they'll keep watching and listening. So that, that's the key. You've got to make it engaging. That's interesting. It's really important to get them hooked up and stay in that content. So the content engagement is very, very important. Perfect. So one last question on the customer experience part, right? So I always feel that customer experience is not easy to market, right? Definitely there is an output later where people refer to you when they, the word of mouth is going to be stronger, when the customer experience is good for an MSP. But how can an MSP leverage customer experience to win more business other than referral? 
Yeah, good question. There's a couple of things that, that, that spring to mind, actually. One of the businesses, actually, it's here in the UK, going through the Help Desk Habits program. They approached me last month and said, could we do some kind of joint video where their team talk about the fact they've been through the program? So we make it short and sharp, and they talk about what they've been learning. And they want to put this in their About Us section of their website alongside their, you know, their values, their vision, their mission, and so on and so on, because they believe that if their prospects and customers can see just how much customer experience means to them, because they've been through the Help Desk Habits program, that actually is a big tick when it comes to evaluation and people wanting to do business with you. And I think that's a really interesting idea. I've I've not sort of come across that before, and we're going to put something together hopefully later this month. So that, that's a great thing. The second thing I would also say, and I, I have to apologize, this is a shameless plug for the new service I'm about to launch, but the idea of, of creating testimonials for people, video testimonials, so you actually see the whites of a, of a customer's eyes, again, on your website so that prospects can see it and you can direct people to them during the sales process. With a video testimonial, like I'm doing now, you can actually get across emotion and you can actually talk about just how much a business means to you and how much it's, it's, you know, you couldn't work without them. And yes, you could do that just using words, of course. And some of those words can be very, very powerful, but there is no substitute for, for this type of interaction where you can see the whites of people's eyes. You can see their gray hair, sadly, and you as a, a potential buyer of that MSP services, it's the next best thing to sitting in a room with a reference. And so I'm, that's why I'm, I'm really trying to help MSPs now with this, this video testimonial area, techtestimonials.com. Sorry for the shameless plug, but I, I, I genuinely am passionate about helping people to buy. And, that, and I use exactly this technique on all the services that I've put out over the years. So, so that's how I think we can, we can encourage this customer experience or we can present the customer experience to potential customers. I hope that makes sense. It absolutely made sense. Like get get your get your success story out. That's very very important. Like I always say that. Like don't keep your stories within your organization. It's very important to get the success stories out. Yes. Yeah. Telling stories. Absolutely. That that's that's key. Absolutely key. Awesome. I have a rapid fire round plan for you. So oh, are you ready for it? Do I need to warm up for this? Okay. Here we go. Awesome. So if you were to recommend a resource, it can be a blog or a book or anything for an MSP owner to read, listen or watch, what would it be? Your favorite resource? Oh, that's a tricky one. That's a tricky one for just general MSP advice and so on. Yeah, general book, MSP related book or a blog or a podcast, anything which you think is interesting. Well, I guess I always recommend other people, you just learn from others. Stop reinventing wheels because most of this stuff's already being done and people have already made the mistakes. And you mentioned it earlier on, but I'm part of a a group called the Tech Tribe, which is a fantastic forum for sharing advice. It's not like a Reddit where it's, it's just free and generally abusive. This is a closed community. It's paid for. But it's hugely valued by the you know thousand plus members inside. It's 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 a brilliant thing. So yeah, find ways of learning from others, whether it be books, websites, podcasts, or whatever. Because just stop reinventing wheels is my best advice. Absolutely. All right. So, cricket or football? <laughs> well, 
it depends what time of year because I flip between the two. So, but I'm I'm gonna go cricket. I'm gonna, which I know will make you happy. <laughs> no, trust me, I'm a football fan. <laughs> oh no, okay, no. Cr- so, yeah. cricket. Uh, when the summer months come, I will listen to England on Test match special all day, every day. I love it. Nice. All right. If you were to give a productivity hack to fellow MSP owners or any entrepreneur, like you, you know, serial entrepreneur, such entrepreneur, what what is your one number one productivity hack? Oh, I wish I'd been given some notice of these questions. That's that's a tricky one. That's a tricky one. I don't know if it's productivity. It's sort of related, but I think understanding the concept of habits is one of the best. I don't even know what to call it a hack, but just one of the best life skills that you can you can learn. There is a science behind creating habits, embedding habits, and breaking habits. And if you can crack that, it takes seventy days on average to form a habit. If you have key goals, if you have key things you want to do, whether it be personally, you know, losing weight, getting fitter, giving up smoking, or in business, whether it be, you know, more sales or recruitment or wherever it may be, the way to do it is by creating habits for yourself and for the people around you and helping them to do it. That is perhaps my number one. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So what is your biggest marketing pet peeve? My biggest marketing pet peeve. Oh, pet peeve. So many. Automation, I'll qualify that, is when it comes to mass email. I cannot bear it. I delete everything. And I have taken a a completely different approach in the work that I've done over the last few years. I'm not saying it's necessarily better, but it's something I believe in where I will always be personal. I will write personal emails. I'll get people that work with me to, to write emails specific to individuals it won't come through automated systems it will be you know handcrafted if you like and you know if people don't respond to that cold type approach you know so be it and you leave it alone you respect that but i just i cannot bear being put on marketing lists without permission and when i receive those emails normally completely irrelevant to me they just get deleted and unsubscribed I'm with you. Like number of emails we get every day, I think nobody reads them anymore if it's a, ma- a massive email. And I have one last question. If you were to recommend a guest, the next guest for the show, who will you recommend? I don't know if you've already spoken with him, but Richard Tubb is a, a great colleague of mine. We already did. <laughs> he doesn't know. Do you know Richard? We already spoke to him. <laughs> oh, okay. So you can't have Richard. Who, 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 who? Yeah, that's a trick. I would recommend that you perhaps get hold of, a, of an MSP owner who's recently sold their business. Yeah, because I think there's a lot of a lot of MSP owners that's something they strive to do, and I think talking through that experience is a great thing. Pete Matheson would be a good person to talk to. Previously a Techers IT, and he's now going it alone uh, with his consulting business, and also getting involved in video very much as well. But he's got a great story to tell, so I will happily introduce you if you need to. Awesome. It would be really a pleasure to have as a guest at Superpod. Thank you so much, Mark. It was really insightful and it's been great discussion and really learned a lot about your opinion on importance of human interventions in customer experience and looking forward to hear more in upcoming episodes. And thank you so much for being in Superpod, the No Filter MSP show. No problem. Thanks for having me and best of luck with the, with the new service. Thank you so much.